0: Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio featuring the crew, where a former pro football player, a D3 All-Star, and a guy who peaked in high school use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about everything but. Now here's
1: John Luke-Tex.
2: and Tex. On. Kick the wheels right before the hammer strikes, make sure the left
0: Hello, Power Athletes. Hello, Tex. Hey, Luke. John, friend of the podcast. Nice of you to join us. Always glad
2: to be a friend of the podcast.
0: (laughs) That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The oldest running joke on the podcast is John Wilborn, friend of the podcast.
2: I think. I was never supposed to be a regular contributor on this podcast. But here you are, still showing up. Well, you keep sending me these calendar (laughs) invites. And then I keep getting texts. Hey, uh, John, you know you got to be on this podcast. I'm like, I'm a friend of the podcast.
0: (laughs) But that's you're going above and beyond. This is a totally voluntary role. It's optional if you want to be here, but in standard John Wellborn fashion, just persevere mm. and over-excel. Mm. Mm. Would you concur, Tex?
2: I concur. I need a harumph out of that guy. Harumph, harumph. harumph.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to another episode of the premier podcast in strength and conditioning. Ing. Ing. I'm John. Uh, (laughs) that was so bad Uh, I'm going to work on that for you please do okay is that text yes okay Um, it's like like the voice of an angel yes it is Mr. Tax tax evasion tax also known as tax evasion Uh, we won't go into that story Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, what we will get into today is a question submitted by you, the listener, who we love and appreciate. Hugs and loves to all you guys. If you haven't left us a a review and a rating on iTunes. (laughs) Um,
2: Have you guys ever uh, listened to the radio? There's that dude that's got those annoying car commercials. He's like, hey, I'm Scott Elder. I'm going to do anything to earn your business.
0: Yeah. The
2: dude that left that hugs and... um, Hugs and love? Yeah, hugs and loves did the Scott Elder
0: Ah,
2: so as I was listening the other day and I like when I hear the guy's pod or uh, commercial, I just turn off the radio and then I realized that that dude was copying the awful Scott mm, Elder. That's interesting.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I, I am very, the radio advertising to me is like, how have they not figured out how to do it right? You know, these <laughs> local businesses are just so cheesy with their well, with their ads.
1: One of my favorite TV shows of all time unfortunately got canceled. It was WKRP called WKRP in Cincinnati? No, it was called Detroiters. It's about these two comedians, uh-huh. improv dudes, but they are the local advertisement for Detroit. It's fucking hilarious in the short commercials that they make. Are so intentionally stupid and hilarious for the small business. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how the show was canceled. It was hilarious. Yeah,
0: I heard great things about it as uh, well.
2: What's the one where they have like the local uh, AC people? Um,
0: uh, are like, you talking about the, the the radio ad in Texas? Yeah, where the where,
2: where with they the, use where like the, the guy dramatic and his wife. sound dun dun dun, and Jeez. it's a guy wife and they're like, um, I can't remember, but it's yeah. it's like the owners, like the owner and his wife, or yeah. you know their co owners, and they do these radio spots. Yeah. And they're awful. Yeah. It's got to go. And the worst part is, is when we had problems with our AC, Kate called them because she'd heard it on the radio. Oh. And they came and they did a fucking awful job. So it worked. Yeah. And then, uh, and I, I even told them, I'm like, man, like the guy didn't fix it. They charged us. Your did an work awful job. is
1: worse than your advertisement.
2: I called them back and I was like, next time I hear your advertisement, I'm going to call that radio station and tell you guys are frauds. Um, and I left them an
1: awful Yelp review. Mm, it's well, a shame. You know who left us a good Yelp uh, or iTunes review? Five Ooh. stars. Huh? Uh, Mystery writer named Jay Suchar. huh? He wrote Suture?
2: like Su- like he uh, suchar. So he's like suturing up a wound. Hmm.
1: I suppose you could say that. But he wrote
0: How do power you know, athlete- a
1: he? You're that right. Sounds
0: so mysterious. Text. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not like we know this person or anything. The power athlete rodeos become a must listen podcast. What was it before, Josh? Did you say
2: Power Athlete Rodeo?
1: Yeah. John, Luke, Tex, and Callie do such an amazing job hosting brilliant guests and covering much more than just performance, psychology, and nutrition. Mm -hmm. The crew has a unique skill of educating while making you laugh and keeping you engaged each step along the way. Callie getting some love. What our listeners don't know is she trims
0: these episodes down from six, seven, eight hours. To a brief three-hour
1: conversation, <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, and the reason that we'd like to run the podcast so long is so that Kelly has to listen that's to right. this awfulness. That's
1: right. Oh, that's the that's <laughs> the longest running joke. <laughs> uh, long yeah, <laughs> that's the
2: longest running joke. Hey, let's make it a very long one that Kelly. And I know, uh, like, I was firmly convinced that she wasn't really listening past the first five minutes, but uh-huh. I
0: actually think she listens to him now I, multiple times. And and what's great is every week. Despite our requests, multiple, she stills not adding her laugh track of her just laughing <laughs> Cack- when she's cackling, which is every it's called 10 seconds. Ca- it's called the cackle track. Cackle track. Oh, a right one. now, I can hear her cackling in my mm-hmm. head when she listens mm-hmm. to us. Cackling. Speaking of cackling, wait, what were we talking about? Oh, leave a review. Yeah,
1: leave a review. Try leave to us, be funny. You know, share the episode. Give us your mm-hmm. best poor Local advertising shtick. As long as it's five stars.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or else we'll find you. And I haven't said this in a while. Show up to your door and slap you with a bag of frozen trout. (laughs) Didn't you say, wasn't it a bag of oranges? Well, oranges are a little soft. I've been, that's what I've been, frozen trout. That's what I've been hitting my with these days and he isn't even bruising anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: No. So you're slapping him with
0: a frozen trout. So now it's gone to a bat. No, a, uh, it's a uh, uh, sack. Yeah, sack like of frozen trout. A, a, a burlap sack. <laughs> so it kind of scratches you as well. No, I'm just kidding, listeners. In text, I'm not actually hitting text with a bag of frozen oranges. He just winked. <laughs> but what we are Again. going to do is get to the hotline because yes. the hotline is open. And we have a question. That hotline number is 929 464 4640 929 Ing Ing 0. Now, it could have been 929 Ing Ing Ing, but one of us on the show decided to give up the echo, so we had to settle for two.
2: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. Today, uh, what did I want to get to? What was I going to uh, I guess we'll just get into the voicemail. How about we get in the voicemail, answer the question? But uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, and call that number, leave us a voicemail. Be brief, be bold, be gone. Here you can know. also
2: text uh, any kind of strange pictures oh, yes. to this too. So mm-hmm. Luke really enjoys it. Uh, that's so his-
0: weird, John. The penguin has been saying that on his stories. Oh. Mm-hmm. And now it slips up again. He's the
2: penguin right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you think? Uh, McQuilkin, what do you McQuilkin. Think? Do you concur? If anybody no. was the penguino... It's Luke Summers.
1: Well, you don't have to convince me, John.
2: Uh, all right. onto the voicemail. Anybody that can Photoshop to text is John,
1: the Penguin.
0: John, can we just stay on track for once? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys ready? Yeah. Way to change the subject, Penguin. Go.
0: You're, okay. You, don't want, you want to talk about it? I'll talk. Wait. No, we got to get to this. Here we go.
1: Hey there, Power Athlete crew. It's Jim from Ottawa, Canada. Hey, Jim. I'm a diesel mechanic and firefighter here in Canada. I've been following you guys for several years, taking the Power Athlete online course, all that good stuff, hoping to come to Texas when things open up. Question for you guys. I know you're into trucks. At least one of you is. The other two are seemingly just following in the footsteps. What do you guys drive? You're make and model. What's the motor in it? And how do you approach... Hobbies and development. I know John's big into welding and metal fab, looking at, getting into some uh, equipment fabrication. I want you guys to dive into that, dive into your hobbies, how you approach them, how often you spend time on them, all that good stuff. Cheers, you guys.
0: Thanks, Jim, for calling. I wonder who the truck guy is. He's talking about, text you or me.
2: Well, seeing as we all drive trucks. That's right. Diesel trucks.
0: That's right. Yeah. So, well, when they run... What do you mean? I don't know. So what's your daily driver and how much life does it have left in it? Um, well, I changed
2: the batteries. Okay. So I had a um, actually batteries have a shelf life of about seven years. And mm-hmm. so I had to replace my batteries to get new batteries. Truck fired up. Keeps running. There you go. What kind of truck? Uh, My daily driver is a 2006 Chevy Duramax LBZ with a Allison six-speed. You bought it new? Yeah, I bought it brand new in 06 uh, and a half
1: in Kansas were you at the No,
2: I was in uh California. So I had a, another Duramax and the place that I would get it serviced, the service dude hit me up and said, "Hey, uh, the new LBZs are coming in if you're going to upgrade, buy this one and then drive it forever because <laughs> uh the year out, like the emissions are coming in like 07 08. Yeah, 07. So, uh I bought that LBZ and I've been fucking hammering on it for a bunch of years so it's been it's been a really good truck so i i can't complain on that one what's what's your mileage at
0: right now uh
2: i think i'm like at 240.
0: Mm. and then what so what else have you done i mean you got wheels and tires on yeah there, right I put, um, and you so, used to roll larger larger wheels but then you've downgraded since well
2: right? um it came with a lift so the the guy had a lift and it had like i want to say like 35 so like 18 inch wheels and then before we sold the van Mm-hmm. Uh, the van's tires had, uh, fuel twenties that were actually Chris owns now. Um, <laughs> so the tires were in much better shape cause I was having to go buy tires and you know how much I hate buying tires. Yeah. So we sold the van with my old wheels and then I threw those brand new tires on my Duramax and I drove those until recently when I, um, I, I want to say Memorial day, uh, method had a deal on wheels. And so I went back to 17s and ordered some new methods for it. So I was pretty happy with those. So I got new wheels, um, did brakes at 200,000. Um, I think I, I think I just got a check engine light. So I think one of my glow plugs is out. So I got to swap that here in the next couple of days. Um, other than that, just exhausted an air box and um, just driven its stock. And it's been absolutely bulletproof for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't that variable vein turbo trip in as well for a little bit?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that was a, that was a uh, sensor. So I had to replace yeah. the sensor, which was like a $25 part. Um, and then uh, I also had another issue where like the coolant level uh, wasn't getting up and it turned out that both of the thermostats had gone bad. So mm-hmm. just make, so I yeah. put new thermostats in, changed the sensor and then I got to do this. So, I mean, just really tiny little maintenance stuff. Um, I did have a drive shaft explode. That was kind of an interesting. Oh one. yeah, yeah. What,
0: what um, was the situation on that one again? So, uh, were you s- hauling something?
2: No. So what happened was um, uh, the uh, like the way that the U bolts attach for the leaf springs um, over some time it must have gotten loose and augured and like the hole kind of augured out a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. So
2: I had like a, a a deal where I accelerated and the axle shifted and when that happened the drive shaft uh, broke. And the problem is it broke at the front by where the transmission is. And so it bounced off of the ground, went out to the side. And then we were, happened to be driving over like a, a bridge that had like a median on the side, hit that and then exploded back and hit into the passenger window That's and right. shattered the window. That's right. So I got a new drive shaft. Was somebody
1: in the passenger seat? No. Th- wasn't DJ with you?
2: Yeah. DJ was with me in the front seat, but that was in the back seat. God. So that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, so like other than just some, I mean, I guess when you drive a truck for almost a quarter of a million miles, so you're mm-hmm. going to run into problems.
0: Yeah. But you know, you, you're driving like you're granny shifting. You're not double clutching like you should.
2: Uh, <laughs> dude, I did get us to, how fast did I get us to the airport that one day?
0: 13 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was light speed and we traveled back in time. No, uh, It was, uh, like 20 minutes, 20 minutes. And we're like 40, 45 minutes away with, from the airport. It's 45 without traffic. It's 45. And we, that was, uh, yeah, no, you're. That day, I think you were double clutching like you should. Uh, but no, like the thing about it is what's so, I mean, you haven't nursed that truck at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say like, uh, I wouldn't call you a reckless driver. I would say it's very calculated, but it's aggressive. Like you're an aggressive driver and that truck's held up, yeah. you know? And I think that you, you we've talked about this before is like. Don't baby it. Don't baby it, man. Like. It'll stay tight. Just let it rip.
2: So, you know, uh, uh, Roger texted me yesterday. He sold his 94 12 valve. Oh, yeah. uh, That I posted a picture on my Instagram. So he was like, oh, I'm thinking of selling it. And I was like, ah. He's like, what do you think? And I'm like, I wouldn't take less than 20 grand for it. He's like, "You sure, that seems like too much. I'm like, Luke sold his his 98 for 18.5, which I thought was way too cheap. Yeah. He listed it at 20. Uh, a dude hit him up within an hour and was there within three with cash and bought it outright. There you go. He said it's like it was same deal. Yeah, it was driving away. He was at tears in his eyes. Like he didn't really want to sell it. He was like, mm-hmm. uh, so he's like, uh, like Daria was in tears because that was her dad's truck. And uh, I told him, I was like, dude, I, like I wouldn't take less than 20. I said, don't list it for 20. Right, right. I mean, there's people searching for those trucks. But um, that LBZ Duramax uh, has been uh, a pretty coveted truck for mm-hmm. a long time. Uh, so much so. That I parted out an LMM, which is the next generation, which is almost identical to the LBZ for the uh, 79 K30 uh, or K35 GMC I'm working
1: on. It's dope. Text me or you? Well, we used John's truck to take a little road trip to uh-huh. Roswell, New Mexico mm-hmm. back in 18 to pick up my current vehicle, Chevy K30 M1008. Yep. And we found it in the desert. Born Ford Venture, founded in the desert. It's had thirty-seven thousand miles on it as a nineteen eighty-six, and some White House paint that we touched up with a little <laughs> house spray paint. And yeah, still running hot. It's yeah,
2: we've great. done uh, aluminum radiator. We had the pump rebuilt. Um, you've uh, done the solenoids. I mean, we've uh, we've done all. We, we did. um uh, I want to say we have an electric fuel pump on it. We converted it from 24 volt to 12 volt. Yep. Uh, so, so that's good. Um, what else have we done to it?
1: Well, we got the the old van wheels that I need to
2: well, you, swap you on. you got the wheels that are cre- presently on it from DJ's crew cab, which that we got from CJ. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> we picked up that crew cab from CJ, got those wheels. Those are on Texas truck. And then Tex bought my old 20s that were the old van 20s Right. that are gonna go on that thing but the problem is those are those are 35s and those
1: things are cupped to shit well they didn't wear very well i just need them roll for a few months until i okay. can get the new tires on there but the the rock stars i've been yeah rocking rock stars for a couple of years with the wheels and freaking aiden 18 year old high yeah, school yeah. was making fun of me for him yeah but oh. last night at the gas station This 10-year-old kid, I swear to God, comes up to me. He's like, man, I love your truck. I'm going to get one of those one day. And I was like, thanks, man. Old school. And dropped the old school on him. And he's like, yeah, I love those rims too. And I was like, oh, shit.
2: (laughs) Uh, Dude, what you got to do, man, is um, uh, you sell those. So, So sell those. Sell the uh, the wheels you get from DJ and those tires because they're worth more than what you paid. Sell all those, and then you just got to get a pair of like those methods, which are like 150 bucks. If they come up on sale, they'll probably have a sale here at the end of the summer. And then we just get a like those Patagonia's that DJ's running on his big rig are pretty reasonably priced. I think you can get a set for like under a grand,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm driving maybe six miles a day,
2: but the pro the thing is, if you put a decent tire in there, it's going to be so. Mo- I mean, your truck's pretty, bu- I mean, like,
0: yeah, and uh, so we can. I mean, you can hear it from the barn oh. before you're even passing, um, like as you're coming across Verde's, I can hear your... your
2: Yeah, the wine
0: The wine of the tires. So like, it's going to be a quieter ride. It's going to be a smoother ride. It's going to feel like a new truck. Yeah. And that's going back to when I re- replaced the tires on that 98 uh, before I sold it, I think I that's when I told you, I'm like, dude, it is like a brand new truck. Like yeah. everything is softer and just smoother and straighter. Um, so I regret not doing that. Earlier, Well, I guess I don't, but then I replaced those tires just to sell it, which yeah,
2: I would was a bad move. Yeah, no, you always sell it with ball tires.
0: Yeah, so I fucked that up a little bit. But now that has me in a 2018 Ram 2500 with the 6.7 Cummins, and uh, man, I dig the truck. And it was not the truck I had planned on buying. I planned on just buying some... 1500 grocery hauler with a decent cab space and keep it cheap and keep it used and you know try to keep the budget around like that 15 to 17,000 bucks and I just couldn't do it dude I like I stewed on doing that almost daily for months and then I, I went and test drove um, and I wanted to get just something you know like a base trim I don't want any bells and whistles to me like I did I didn't use it. I got along fine in that ninety-eight with AC, which had power locks, power windows, and that's fine. Like that's it truly, I was really, really happy with that truck. But then I f- drove this Laredo, or no, not Laredo, uh, what Laramie. Oh, Dodge Laramie. Laramie, uh uh 2500. just for shits and giggles to see how it rode. And I fell in love with that trim package, and I I tried to buy that truck. I told that guy I'd buy that truck right there, and it was like twice what our budget was Now i was with ashley and the baby she was young at this time i'm like dude the window's closing just get the get the payment down to this i'm making this is not what i wanted to do this is not approved but the wife we just gotta make the wife happy he's like all oh, i'll do it i'll make it happen didn't make it happen yeah. you know is that what tanner drives so no, he, he drives a gasser he drives a gasser oh, okay. a, a three rate quarter of 1500
2: ton, uh, no it's a three-quarter ton it's a 2500 gasser
0: it's 2500 Yeah. Oh, God.
2: That's, that's part of the reason I've been making fun of him about it. I mm-hmm. was like, dude, you bought a three-quarter ton Ram Gasser.
0: So I pulled the ripcord. <laughs> I didn't buy that that uh, uh, Laramie edition, which is the top trim level. Uh, yeah. And, dude, Shaz- and I'm happy I didn't. Shad's
2: well, Shaz- got the rebel. Uh, what I think, and this is my only thing after driving your truck the other day, the seats are more comfortable in the Laramie, at least for oh, me. Oh, yeah,
0: they are. Yeah. They are. They're nicer. And so I did plan... So this is what I was talking about with my old man, because what I had done is I pulled out. And I'm like, do I want to even... Do I want to get this... Do I want to go with the 6.7, right? And the big thing, I remember talking to you and DJ is like that... The 68 uh, Rfe, R- yeah, RFE transmission. Like there's... It's a, it's a coin toss with guys yep. on, like, on these Dodge forums who are fanatics.
2: As long as you don't do a bunch of stupid shit to it. Right. These guys do power adders and turbos and all this right. stuff, man. They put on big injectors mm-hmm. and they're blowing like five, 600 horsepower with like a thousand foot pounds of torque. And then they wonder why they're fucking transmission implodes.
0: And they're, and they're also working with the truck as well. well they're but, also pulling huge loads. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew like if I were going to pull anything, it might be one day a boat. It might be one day like oh, a so camper, a party barge. Might be, might be. If I were to do anything, I'm not gonna haul like. Well, we have a friend with a boat. We have that. I know that's right. And then Nate's apparently getting a boat too, so we'll live, use his stuff too. But no, point being is like, I, I end up just diving in because like, dude, th- that that platform, that Cummins platform has been tried and true yeah. for like 20 years. Like I think it was in the, oh, it's in the 80, than it 80s was, um, it stood up on the, on the Dodge side.
2: Uh, the first year of the 12 valve I think was 89. And uh-huh. um, so they ran the VE pump in 89, 90, 91, 92, 93. And then they went to the P pump in 94 through 98 and then uh, your 98 and a half has got yep. a P pump. And then, and then they went to the V... Uh, 24 was valves. Yeah, the the 44 VP, I think, or the VP44. <laughs> and then after that, they... Uh, um, and then I, f- I forgot where it cascaded after that. Then it got to the
0: 6.7. Yeah, so then what it ended up... What I ended up just like... I, number one, I hate buying cars. I just, I just don't like anything about it. So I committed to myself and talked to the wife. And I'm like, theoretically, this truck should this motor should last forever yeah. right there's things going to fall apart but i think the lifetime value of this vehicle is going to be a lower investment versus like buy like buying a, a lesser vehicle yeah. buying up in in 6 years like this could be another 20 years and i be, because that's what that that dot the yeah. 98 was it was running fine yeah in 2018 20 years after it was being manufactured yeah. uh and that motor and transmission were fine
2: i but, uh we i did put uh new leather seats in it Um, I redid the dash. Mm -hmm. We, uh, redid the a arms and like a bunch of like little just maintenance stuff that somebody hadn't done that you have to do with a 20 year old car. Right. Uh, but I think the one thing which, uh, I'm going to start looking for maybe we can find it is like the upgraded Laramie seats for that because it'd be nice to just go buy the seats.
0: Well, that's what I was. So I was talking to my dad and he's like, just swap the seats, you know? And I'm like, all right. Yeah. And so I started looking for it and I was showing him some eBay stuff and he's like, don't you're having a baby. Don't swap the seats now. He's like, ruin your seats." (laughs) <laughs> then swap the seats. I'm like, huh, all right. No. So I'm
2: uh, I'm, I'm, uh, and I'll just tell you this part. We learned this from the van. Uh, if kids throw up on leather, you can clean it real easy. Mm-hmm. If something bad happens in cloth, you'd never get it out.
0: But that's the point. Then, uh, then okay. I have to tell the wife,
2: we you know, new seats.
0: it becomes a battle to put, you know, fifteen hundred bucks into new seats, twelve or two thousand bucks into new seats. It's good thing she doesn't listen to this. Oh no, she's—it's like my wife doesn't listen. Yeah, <laughs> she's over there putting, you know, ketchup on Italian sausages or something. But um, so I ended up. Long story longer. Uh, we fu- we were shopping around, shopping around for now these uh, tradesman models, which. Uh, a lot of them are just like flat and barebone work trucks, no carpet, no radio, no nothing. And then I start doing the pricing of, um, all right, well, I'm going to have to add all this stuff. So then I'm like, all right, I'm going to be in another 2800 bucks to get like a carpet kit, uh, re- stereo install. Wife wanted a backup camera, which like isn't yeah. terribly hard to install any of this stuff. But then we came across this one 2018 on like, you know, auto trader or whatever that was listed at 56,000 miles and it's 2018 and it's priced, you know, 4,000 bucks under blue book. And I'm like, ah, that's a lot of mileage. Let's go just, oh, and, but like in the auction, it had 15 on the Carfax it had 15,000 miles at auction and it was only eight months. It had added another 40,000 miles or something like something around there. Like it was,
2: it yeah, was some weird.
0: So it something weird. So we went and go check it out. And uh, roll up on it. It's clean. Body's in good shape. Tires are mismatched. All right, so that's kind of like a red flag, right? Big red flag. Open it up.
2: Because it was the rear tires that they put cheaper, newer rear tires on. So somebody came no, in after the,
0: they put cheaper front tires, tires on, And they put the... And they put, the, and they put the the, that's front like, back on yeah, the yeah, rear, which were right. like some cheap mud tires. Some really douchey like method knock, knockoff wheels, yeah. which I guess I'm fine with. And then like kind of had odd... Odor to it. And I'm like, God, but the mileage. Was, so it was a
2: was, kid who was vaping, is that's what, what I think.
0: Yeah. So we, but the mileage is at 14,000. So they fudged the mileage on the listing and they priced it off this 50,000 miles on a 2018. So it only had 14, 15, 000 miles on it. So I go in, start talking numbers, ask about the mileage, ask about previous owner. They obviously don't know anything about it. And um I'm like, I, it's priced right it's in it also had carpet it and has a stereo. like a stereo back so it's like a tradesman model base model with just oh, enough sorry. upgrades and it already had some wheels and tires on it which like kind of gave me an excuse to stay at that tire size and shit like that it looks is decent looking truck so i ripped the, i did it we did it we bought it and that's how i ended up with that truck and um further inspection after walking away is like also the wheel the rear wheel wells were just coated in rubber, rubber, rubber. yeah. Right? I mean, so whoever this kid was <laughs> or if the guy who picked it up. Yeah, just melted the tire in there. He, and that's why they ended up having to replace it. He had a tuner How on it. How does there? that happen? No,
2: so what he did is he just, he, he had a tuner and he was just fucking stomping it from stoplight to stoplight mm-hmm. and just blowing it up. And then I think what he did is uh, when he sold the car, he pulled whatever he had off of it, which, I mean, it still got warranty, so it's not that yeah, big yeah. a deal.
0: And, and, and knowing that as well, I, I did go with the, like, yeah. Platinum extended warranty. So I, you know, whatever. We'll see what it shakes, what shakes out. Nothing. Nothing's been an issue on it. And I mean, you drove it. Yeah. So it drives, drives fine. Does the job.
2: I I, I test drove uh, the Lair. What's the? So I test drove a Mega Cab. Like yeah. this is about a year ago with DJ that had leather. And uh, was it a Laramie or whatever the next what next one up? It was a nice one.
0: The, they, I think they have a Texas edition or something too. That's yeah,
2: like, it, it was like Longhorn. The, yeah, the Longhorn. Longhorn. Uh, the only thing, like I, one, I didn't want to dually, but I, I wanted to drive the mega cab and it had the high output motor with the ASIN. So I, I'd never driven it. So we went and test drove. The interior was such a light tan. Like it was like a white light, like white tan. And I'm looking at this tan, like who the, who has his interior? Um, but man, the, those seats were extremely comfortable.
0: Yeah. The, the Laramie trim, like the trim kit is in the 2018, at least that's, that's the only one I really experienced It, it, it. It moved. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is nice. I could see myself yeah. in this. I, so I don't know if I regret it. I'm not, I don't think I regret it. I don't well, think I'd like but, really
2: want it. Like, I, But here now we are in 2020, I guarantee we're going to be able to find those seats oh yeah, at exactly. a much better rate yeah, than you found yeah. two years ago. Yeah, so for sure. It was a good hold on.
0: And then, uh, so that's what I'm rolling with now. I plan on rolling to that thing for a long time. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Oh, got new tires, obviously with the mismatch. It was just like, so ghetto. And then I got to figure out what to do with those rims. I think I'm just gonna pull off those the uh, the caps and just spray paint them. Yeah. I don't know,
2: like what color? Black, pink, oh, just pink, green. Black. green, green. I, I like green or white. <laughs> green and white, white, mm-hmm. green. Yeah, green and white. Um, I'm working on. It's pretty funny. I, I had one truck that became two trucks. So I had a '79 <laughs> K35 that we picked up out of Montana. And I brought it home and uh, we were going to start kind of doing like a bitching restoration and do some stuff to it. When I pulled the carpets back, uh, the floors were pretty rusted out. And I didn't realize it because what they had done is uh, they had taken two pieces of metal and sandwiched them together and then riveted it and then painted it. So when I banged on the floorboards, looked fine. And then I'm like, when we got it in, we pulled the carpets out. What are these rivets? And I drilled out the rivets and found out that instead of fixing the rust, they just encapsulated it and uh, it had just rusted out. So I had a pretty rusty cab. Um, and then, so I pulled the cab off and was like, uh, instead of doing like this amount of rust repair, because they don't repop uh, like the, the rockers for that truck, I just found another cab for pretty cheap and uh, got it painted to match. And so I've been working on that and that's got that LMM Duramax. But then after looking at that cab that was rusted out for a year, I decided to put that cab on my uh, on the frame that was on my ranch truck. So we ripped the ranch truck apart, which is sitting out there like a wounded soldier, and then put all the parts with the twelve valve, the NV, the two hundred five transfer case, all that stuff into that new truck. So, I'm, so I had one truck that somehow became two trucks. <laughs> somehow <laughs> divide and multiply. But the crazy part is, is I've hoarded enough parts. Yeah. That we have enough parts from trucks that we've scavenged laying around, like uh, we're like, huh. Oh.
0: So now, why that? While that should sound crazy, I think to the two other dudes in this room, it really doesn't because like trucks just kind of end up here. Some days it's like a a Wednesday and we hear we're supposed to be meeting on content or something. And then. DJ shows up and the trailer's on the truck. We're like, he must be on a mission from God. And then <laughs> like, yeah. two days later, drive rolling up. Was like, I was just in the car, the car for 40 straight hours. But look, yeah. we scored. <sighs> yeah, That's a Wyoming
2: license plate. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Dude, we drove to, so the truck was from Montana. We drove to Wyoming to pick it up. Uh drove there and drove back. So we got there in 40 hours and back. And uh, I remember, like I told my wife, I'm like, I'm s- uh, I, I'm gonna go look at a truck. I'll be gone a couple hours. I didn't mean a couple days. And then she calls me like the next day and she's like, where the fuck are you? I'm like, <laughs> uh, we're in uh, Wyoming. She's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, don't worry. I'll be fine. So yeah. we, 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 brought that truck home. What town was the fire department? It's like Bradford, Montana or
1: something. Uh,
2: I'll, I'll have to look up the name. Yeah. I, I can't remember, but the hilarious part is, is I was so excited for the truck. And then when we got home and I pulled those floors back and I realized that the truck had been a civilian truck that they had purchased and converted into a fire truck. And when they put, when I pulled the floors and started like kind of doing like, you know, like a little detective work, I realized that the truck was originally painted my most favorite color of any Chevy truck, which is dark Carmen red. It's like that dark burgundy, like almost like a, a, um, like, I forgot what the, what the, color code would be, but it's like a dark burgundy. Like if you look up dark Carmen red, 1979 GMC, that's the original color. And it had a white stripe on it, which is, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for two tones in seventies and eighties trucks. Um, so when I saw that it was like, and then I went and I, I looked at the, uh, the spid, which is the, uh, like the little like kind of like build sheet that's in the glove compartment, which it still had. I and then I went to the original manuals and it had everything. And I realized that the truck uh it was a a sierra grande 1979 gmc k35 with the original grill yeah that's the color Mm -hmm. so it's that dark dark uh dark red carmen and it has a white stripe on the side at that point i was like man we got to get the truck back to looking like that so converted it to a single rear wheel we had several beds laying around for me to part the front end was perfect everything was perfect the doors were perfect everything was good so just had to get the cab painted and um, get it taken back to the original color so that's what she's going to look like but a four door damn without the white roof so it yeah. didn't have a white roof so when we stripped the cab we found out it actually had a dark carmen roof which was a slightly different option
1: than the white than the matching white roof so and the the pipe doors what are you gonna do for the doors or is that the
2: oh the that's, ranch on, truck? On the, that's on the ranch truck but i'll tell you this i will never own a door a truck without doors or convertible in texas it's the amount of dust and dirt having no doors on a truck. I'm like, there's no way I'm yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm never doing this again. This was a terrible idea. Like the amount, like I would get in that truck and there'd be like, um, dirt divers. Like I was like, dude, this, like having a convertible or a, uh, truck with no doors in Texas is a terrible fucking idea.
0: Unless you can be on it every day. Right.
2: Yeah. Or you have a garage to store it in yeah, yeah. or something, but like, it just doesn't make sense. So I'm going to, I'm going to put doors. I got some, I got a bunch of doors squirreled. So
0: but- part two of the question Hobbies, right? So if our listeners aren't aware, John, maybe you could start Um, working with, you know, Perfecting the art of fabrication, welding, what you're working on.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, um, I knew we were moving to Texas that we were potentially, we we're going to buy a piece of land and there's a certain, uh, knowledge of like fabrication and building stuff and fixing stuff that comes with it. So I got really into welding also to fabricate our blocks, which is part of our block one deal. So weld up all that stuff and then work on the truck. So I got into like the metal fab and the welding more is just a function of like, who do you call for this stuff? Like you got to fix the gate, you got to weld this or fix this. It's just, it's a, just a function of who we are. Um, for hobbies, I like to lift weights. Um, I like to shoot pigs and hunt things. Um, I like to barbecue and cook meat. I like to play with my kids. I like to read them books. Um, I like to work and do an endless podcast. And mm-hmm. uh, other than that, I think I read and try to be a good husband. But um, I, I don't know like, if I have any amazing hobbies. I would love to definitely become a much better hunter. Mm-hmm. Like what, after listening to Aaron Schneider and this long disc, like I, I would love to, to do something like that. I just don't know. like time-wise, where we would necessarily be like, hey, I'm going to go backpacking for two weeks. Like, my kids are pretty young. I don't know if uh, I would definitely do that. Right, right. Um, I'd love to... um, I'd definitely love to get back into, like, doing some more boxing. Um, I've I've been... uh, Rob Wolf's been trying to get me to go down there and do some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which I'd love to get back into. Um, So I think at the end of the day, like, uh, barbecuing some good steaks, uh, lifting weights, uh, burning metal, and basically raising my kids, I think would be my hobbies. I like to read.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm quoting.
2: You you
1: take it.
0: Sure. The, I guess what I'd I'd like to do, but don't do are the following. Like I enjoy any sort of um, sports. just like playing sports. So up until moving out here and a little bit while we were out here, do we we should get into playing pickleball? Well, I mean, that's what we did for a little bit, but I I'd love, it to get back. Football, I'd love to play. It was football, softball, and then any sort of recreational shit, like whether it's spike ball, like we we I just always have maintained a level of competitiveness in rec league sports. Uh and that's been man, that has been for years and I haven't really made time for it. And then uh also just more carpentry, I guess. I'm not not into the metal fab, but any sort of like basic framing or carpentry or little tasks or fis- fixing shit around the house. Like I, I, I truly like doing that. I like open up the toolbox, taking things apart, trying to figure out why they're broken or what needs to be fixed. Probably fuck it up once or two, or twice trying to fix it and then go buy a new one. If it's beyond repair or try to repair like it, that. you know? Um, so that, that kind of being a homeowner, as you know, yeah. is like that kind of lend that shit just deals itself to you. Like, so you don't have to necessarily plan it so to speak, but uh, there'll be little shit that Ash wants me to build. Uh, the one thing I bailed on is in our upstairs kind of like loft TV area. She want me to build these cabinets and I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't have t- cabinet grade tools. You know, I just have very, I have frame grade tools. And if you try to make cabinets with frame grade saws and shit like that, like it's just going to look so shitty and I'm gonna have to hear about it. Like I know it. So I, I, Failed on that. We actually hired a guy, but now in in retrospect, I'm like, man, I should have just done it.
2: Yeah. But like, I, uh, um, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, um, it would almost be easier. Like if you could get somebody to do all the cuts yeah, yeah, and the assembly and put it together, like I could do all that, but like, like the, the saws and the way they do the cuts and how they lay it out Mm -hmm. and this, like it, you know, like,
0: and maybe that's it. Maybe I'm copping out and maybe I could have rented tools as well, but then even rented tools aren't the best. But what I do come to find out is my neighbor across the street who have come to, uh, become close with is they have a wood shop that is like, has been trimmed out by some German tool manufacturer. And it's like a world-class tool shop that they use for online content and for like wood training classes. Mm. And uh he's like, dude, anytime, like anytime come over. I'm like, Oh, this has changed everything in However, their house. No, no. It's right down the street in Spicewood Wow. It's awesome. like kind of by hell bent holsters. Okay. So I'm like, Oh, that's sweet. Number one. But number two is like, He's like, except we can't really do anything right now during like COVID. Yeah. So I, I've come to find this out over the past few months, but that is like really broadened my horizon on like tinkering with stuff and building stuff. So I really enjoy doing that stuff. Um, so I got the the sports, the woodworking, and then uh, I guess most of the things I spend time on are, are now going into like fatherhood and just trying to nail down core values and game plan and firm our position as parents. You know, you go into this thing and you start to realize like Ash's experience and my experience as much as we've been together we've been together for a decade and have shared but we haven't shared everything, right? And like I think we're uncovering as the little kid gets older, like what are, what are consequences going to look like? Like what is our discipline going to look like? What are holidays going to look like? Cuz she's she's not old enough yet to talk back and get in trouble, you know what I mean? But like we don't, we're not aligned on that. Not that we disagree. We just haven't experienced it. And I'm trying to like build just a framework that is, I mean, it, it may be as douchey as it sounds, like what we've done with the power athlete methodology and how we can literally take any training problem, any athlete's problem, put them in the grinder through that methodology and come out with a damn good approach to getting them prepared in the best fashion. Like I'm trying to frame that up into a true system, not just this theoretical system I may have been talking about for a long time listeners. So there's like, I, I ruminate and journal and meditate a lot on that stuff. Like that's probably the most amount of time I spend like 90 minutes daily on that. So, which doesn't leave time for much else though, outside of work. I mean, cause we, we also enjoy what we're doing here. I mean, we spend a good chunk of time here, whether it's training, whether it's doing what we're doing here, spinning up content or um, anything else with power athletes. So that's, we got to light up that pickleball, though. I think that's dude, Well, uh, there
1: is a new spot opening October 10th in Drip. That's a covered pickleball court and I am mini down golf. To
2: play, dude, now that, uh, I, I mean, even though my shoulder still fucking hurts, I will gladly go play
1: pickleball with you guys. Yeah, I'll pull up this new spot. It's a great family-friendly. and mm. Is
2: your pickleball playing any better than your ping pong playing?
1: Not even close. Like, Are it's you
0: terrible, fucking, dude. It's, it's better. Hang on. What do you think your lifetime record is against me in pickleball?
1: Well, one-on-one yeah. or when I'm stuck with a schlub like TC. <laughs> Did you call TC a schlub? That's actually, yeah, it's very yes, accurate. A
2: <laughs> well, you know what's even better is I used the term schlub, and then you asked me, and I was like, well, think TC. Mm-hmm. And you were
0: like, oh, yeah, that's a schlub. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, um, yeah but let's say one-on-one. One-on-one,
1: we're pr- quite competitive. You think we're 50% wins? I'm not yeah. talking about close games. We haven't played since January when you went down with this... Illness. Uh huh. Oh, his injury. Uh, He's uh, been faking. My feelings are Your hangover. hangover. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> 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 my hangover from New Year's. Uh, oh god, that'll why happen. Why don't do this New Year. Um,
2: I, you know, the, the one thing which uh, I'm pretty excited, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a hobby or just part of like my, my duties here at, at uh, um, on the property is the, uh, the stalking and the figuring out of like the migration patterns of pigs oh, so yeah. I can kill them.
0: And I guess to add on, like, I do enjoy hunting as well. However, like going to free time, right? Like just because most of my hunting is time spent with my old man and yeah. it requires travel. That's kind of what I reserve that time for, whether, you know, I try to join them in the goose season, which I already missed, but we definitely do the prairie dog hunts and stuff like that, which is kind of not real hunting. Um, It's more like killing. Yeah. Just
2: blasting varmints.
0: But I enjoy, I really do enjoy waterfowl hunting. I've gone deer hunting. I'm okay with it, but like, I like the waterfowl because like you don't have to be extremely stealthy. You can spend like you could chat, you could, you can mess around on your phone. Like it's, it's not, it's a lot easier. Cause all you gotta do is keep eye on the horizon. And when you see something, then you're calling them in. And that's when they get like, there's a clear game on. Mm-hmm. It's not like a sit and wait, but I also haven't gone deer hunting where it's like a stalk. Like mm-hmm. if, if I could, it's just sitting there is not like, I'm not good at that yet. Sitting and waiting. Yeah. But if we could do like a hunt and stalk type deal and not necessarily a backpack thing either. Cause that's a little too gnarly. I'm not into it yet. But like a, like a hunt and stock, I think I could get down on.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, uh, just like thinking about what um, when we had Aaron Schneider on the podcast, like, man, like the ability to be able to do that. But like I'm sure it's kind of like baby steps. Like you'd probably have to go for two days mm-hmm. and then you'd probably extend it over time. But, man, I think that's uh, really exciting. I mean, some of the hunts that, you know, some of the guys I know, like I was supposed to go on that big Chino hunt with Bert and those guys. But um had homeschooling and a bunch of other stuff that didn't necessarily make it happen. So I'd like to push that, but man, I'd, I'd love, uh, every time we walk into somebody's house or, and I'm just thinking of, uh, one of our friends, Eric go over to his house and he has this like amazing elk skull. Like he shot this like trophy elk in Colorado mm-hmm. and then had the skull done and mounted and they have it over their fireplace. And I came in and was like, I want one of those.
0: Yeah. And, and on the hunt side, the ask my old man about it. He's been lifelong. Like since he's been eight years old, he's been hunting. He's his, um, his cousin, Don was like, was his mentor. Then after that, he got into a group with a couple guys and then he started mentoring guys. And it was just like, kind of like this organic old school, sorry, Zach, but sportsman's lifestyle is what he's ultimately lived and maintained. And in, in retrospect, one thing he said, he's like, I wish I would have done more guided hunts. I worked really hard to not get a lot done because he ended up going on this guided hunt for his caribou up in Newfoundland uh, new, new Finland but then even if when you look at that, not only is it time prohibitive, it's kind of cost prohibitive too. Oh, it's, it's so not So it's like... Man, so with, with that said is I would really have to rearrange how I'm spending my time and money to facilitate something like that at this point in my well, life. Well,
2: But think about it. I mean, it's not only the money, but uh, you have to physically be prepared to go do that. Yeah. So you got to yeah. go shoot enough. You got to make sure yep. gear gear's You have to go out and prepare. It's not like you're just like, hey, I haven't no, shot my gun in a year right, and I haven't done that, any training.
0: You're right. It's not that, it's not that trip. It's, it's the runway. Right? Yeah. Like you're saying, it's the whole runway and prep because the last thing you want to do is drop eight G's, be a shitty shot, and like miss miss a trophy.
2: Or not be in good enough shape to right. even fucking get out right. there. Right, right. So, it, like is the other day when uh, the pigs were out there and I had, uh, uh, hadn't had seen the pigs for a while and had like uh, swapped optics, taking guns apart, cleaning everything, and was kind of like hadn't put everything back into like the working order. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I go out there and I see the pigs and I'm like, ah! And I just started rattling 45s off out of them, thinking I could hit them. But uh, no, nah, I think that there's definitely like a I, real preparation in that piece associated with it.
0: Oh, shit. My battery. Well, we'll pause for station identification. What a hack. But huh. yeah, that is um, – I, and, and I don't know how to boot that one up too. But I think it's just going to have to be something I pick up later, you know. And I guess advice – for people who are looking for a hobby? well, but I, I mean, what would your advice be, John?
2: Um, like, I, I was kind of thinking on that on that hunting deal. Like, uh, like, like if... Uh, like, uh, you know, uh, like, especially like a bunch of people out here have like deer leases and different things. And then what, you got to drive a couple hours and spend, you know, and it's like all of a sudden it's two or three days away. And like, you know, she's, I got three kids that are, you know, Cashy starts on Saturday with his like sports thing. Uh, Jamie's got dance kelly has got writing. I mean like all these other things. So mm-hmm. I kind of find like, um, on like the weekends or certain parts of the day, I'm, you know, we kind of split this thing and it's, it's kind of hard to be like, all right, I'm just going to leave for a couple of days and go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, I would like appreciate if there was like a hunting lease or someplace I could like drive to and like wake up at like three in the morning, go on sure. it and come back. But, um, I think the hunting, I, I think the pig thing is a lot of fun because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you can just blast as many of them as you see.
1: And they're changing their patterns because they know.
2: Dude, they're smart. So after I shot that one the other night, uh, they have not come back in the same path. So I lined game cameras from how I saw they came. They haven't come back on that same path. So, and uh, they're coming stealthy. So now I'm going to have to like rearrange like where I, like they're not coming on. Now I'm going to have to put them in completely different places to try to track them. Because what I do is I track their movement on the cams. It texts me and then I go out and wait on them and I fucking blast them.
1: Yeah, I'll jump in. The main, essentially, talk about drip and Dripping Springs on here, and life life goals, essentially, to be a member of community and finding a way through my hobbies to inject into that. So mm-hmm. coaching lacrosse, and then they have a, a great program within the high school and the middle school. And then we're connecting with families, and I see them in the grocery store, or. What about like Chamber local of Commerce bars? for you? Like City Council, I, Chamber of Commerce? Well, and this election day, I'm going to volunteer to then stand at the polls and be a part of that. So using the hobby of coaching and finding the greatest gift that I ever got was playing the sport of lacrosse. So then mm-hmm. giving back to the community through that and then joining and being friendly with my community. Mm-hmm. I, I love, love, love Dripping Springs so much. reminds me of my Katie, growing up for... Katie blew up, now it's bigger than Pittsburgh. But that is in line, and then now tinkering with household items during the Brew with the Crew, we had some lawnmower adventures mm-hmm. that uh, was able to break down, be- rebuild, break down again, rebuild it, and get the lawn mowing functioning. And I have my it, also goal of DJs forcing me into doing these things. <laughs> yeah. because On the truck... It's on the, on the, the the K30 because he's just too damn busy with his his work projects and then shit he's got to do with John on one on day their, a week on their projects only one day a week versus yeah. always being here.
2: Yeah, no, I I you know there's yeah, but
1: right. So now it's be nice if that little weasel was here all the time. Yeah, but now he can you can just say no, you you can do that or no that you got to find like we'll we'll find some time so shit that's outside of my range he lets me know or something that's easy and then is there to check my homework you're gonna have to do ac on that truck one of these days or just not tough it out i'm fine oh man maybe one day but the in line with the truck and then the the home it's always something i planted a peach tree so i aim to to get some fruits out of my labor hey oh on there and yeah, creating the vision for the lawn because it is not aesthetically pleasing and I got a lot of care to give to make my front yard attractive.
0: And that's, so here's the tricky thing on that. Cause we're, we're in the same fight. I think you're in a m- much harder fight because you're over in the, I mean, there's no HOA over there. So there's no one pressing for like lawn care and stuff. And not that your lawn necessarily was even, well, he's got a big lawn too. mismanaged. It's just that like, it's so much. It, like to keep that thing weed free and to keep yeah. that. Do you know what what type of sod you even have? No, yeah. he it's doesn't. either Augusta or Bermuda. Uh, but like, it's just it's so sparse because the weeds yeah. are just so amazing,
2: dude. So you got to put down
1: that pre-emergent. Oh, well,
0: before I do that, need you got to
1: clear weed. Like if you don't clear the weeds before the pre-emergent, well, it, I got the the tiered level, so I cleared mm. all those weeds. So I need to do that before. And this rain didn't help because now the weeds are starting to take back oh, over yeah. before I have yeah. time.
2: Well, the pre-emerging kills the weeds from growing, like new weeds growing. Right. right. So, so now I got to
1: yeah. play catch up. And, and then probably
0: put it, you'll probably want to put like a winter rye down
1: for which, something to like. Which is in the next two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a long weekend ahead of me or next two weeks. And then a fun hobby within that is like, I have a golf course now in my backyard. Mm-hmm. So a little chipper. So three holes to. When I have social gatherings and it's not 100 degrees, I mm-hmm. actually have some fun field games within the Outside. back because there's a space. And there is this twinkle in the eye for a pup that I have mm. no excuse not to. And Dog owner now, huh? Yeah. Well, well just let me tell you, the right. what so, about Cornhole. I like to play corn.
2: Like to me, uh, every Easy. time I see people playing cornhole, it looks well, like they're drinking, having a lot of fun.
1: Luke, I can task you with woodworking some cornhole I think it's easier games. just to go buy those game's things. Game's too boring. I need
0: something with more action. Like throwing axes? Yeah, that'll work. Or Beersby. You ever play Beersby? Pole? Yeah, the pole. Yeah. With the beer on it. We just called it Pole. Pole you throw a frisbee and try to knock this thing off, but then there's an element of like catching it and saving it. So mm-hmm. there's like a little bit of reactive and open loop to it. So that game's fun, but yeah. just throwing like a bag on a thing and blah, blah, blah. That's not my thing, man.
1: Well, I also Poor like man's can- bowling. You seen, you played can jam. Uh-uh. We want to talk about, we can do a whole podcast on freaking beer, drink and field game sports.
0: Anywho, my point to your grass thing is you're looking at a potential. If you're not going to just sod, it's a multi-year turn, yeah. so you're like it's a three-year project, which I'm sure is like is right in your wheelhouse.
1: I also want, and this is a far fetching I want a green mm-hmm. within there, but I don't think I. Do you have um uh? Do you have sprinklers in your? No, no. Nah, so that's going to be a huge. But the if I put the green like up on the top level, so I can chi- where I chip up to, mm-hmm. and then so I just got to manually. Not that you want to do this, but what you're probably going to have to do is you're going to
2: have to probably tear it all out down to dirt and go put in some form of irrigation. And then at that point you're going to have to re it and then you're going to have to do like pre-emergent chemicals, kind of fight that whole thing and grow it back. So it's, um, it's kind of a heavyweight fist fight
0: and especially grass out here with the heat and with the weeds. And then when you get a dog and that dog is pissing on that and kill like Assuming not my
2: dog, a female dog, mm. Fe- uh, the male dogs, at least I've never had the burn. So I've had the female mm-hmm. dogs too.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's another battle to fight. Once you get
1: that, I got a system. I mean, you need to get a little, uh, dude, like a little chow.
2: Look how my, like, dude, you've seen me getting my ass kicked with all these stuff. I mean, like I put out pre-emergent on this one and I got to do, you know, grass, but it's good that I have the horses come through and eat it. and Then they poop everywhere. And that's why I drag that hair all around.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Well, there you have it, folks. We're a little over. Lawn care way. is, uh, would you say? Yeah. That, lawn care. But that's and like, like a, Home that's, and ranch projects are like a, uh, that's my hobby. I don't
0: know if that's, I mean, can that be classified as a hobby or is it more like a. Life sentence. Well, if you're home, it's a uh, hobby for my neighbor. That uh, old man that
2: we uh, saw. He's, he's got a great setup. Yeah. He's retired. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's like the welding. Like um, I enjoy welding as a hobby, but we weld for the blocks. So right. it's actually useful. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So. Oh, yeah. A little, heart of my, a little piece of my heart breaks every time somebody posts some. And I know that those blocks weren't good because the trigger went out. Mm-hmm. So I ended up uh, figuring out that it was the trigger went bad. Ah, so well that's, that's why it was relieving. cutting out. So I replaced the trigger and the liner in the, in the gun and it's fine now. But like that, like little bit, like the, I was so upset as I was handy. I don't know if well, you weren't here, but as I was handing them over, I was like, Ugh. Uh, and then people were posting pictures. And I'm just like going to throw up in my mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. Not that angle. Not that angle. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> like, why did you miss it here? Ah, oh, God damn it. So,
0: well, there you have it. Trucks and hobbies. Of and the kids crew. And, and wives. Yeah. And that's barbecue. What, that's what happens. Grass. That's what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to another episode of the Premier Podcast on Strength and Conditioning. If you have a question, we've got answers. The hotline is open. And is it cold or... No, it's hot. Hot. Very hot. That's right. 929 464 464 What are you thinking about? The cold line? That's a terrible joke. 929-464-464-0. 929-ing-ing-0. All right have you google it text but i don't have that much time <laughs> literally google can give you millions of answers in like 0001 well, he's seconds. using duck duck go Uh oh, no not even he's
1: altavista he's using bing
0: uh, uh ask jeeves, oh, is what ask he's jeeves. Using. you don't like this joke i don't hmm. get it oh my god ladies and gentlemen thanks for listening until next time Bye. now it's time for you to empower your performance